to the Black Techies Podcast, where Black culture meets the world of technology. I'm your host, David, a.k.a. Just Process YT. Follow me on Twitter. I am here with Dominique and Herb, and of course, you know, Apple had their developer conference, and they uh, had a bunch of announcements, iOS, tvOS, all that stuff, macOS, but I think the announcement that most people were kind of interested in was, you know, were they going to put ARM chips inside of the Mac? And they, of course, did that, or they're going to do that. So that that was kind of the, the biggest announcement. Like we we can go over some of the, the the minor announcements, I guess, but I think the bigger story is, all right, now that they're going to put their own processors or Apple Silicon, as they put it, into their into their Macs, like what does that mean for the Mac? And what does that mean for the iPad? Because now, you know, if they both have the same silicon, you know, what's <laughs> what does that mean for the iPad? But before we get into that, you know, how you all doing this uh July well not not anymore. I wasn't gonna say July fourth weekend, but now that that's over, <laughs> how was you all's weekend? Uh my weekend is good. Waiting out still waiting out World War Z with the with COVID nineteen. <laughs> uh we're safe, we're hold up. You know, cooking out every day, but we good. We good. Uh, I think. Yeah, it was uh, cool. Um, yeah. My bad. Go ahead. Oh, you good? You good, Dom? We good. You good? My yeah, bad. I was just saying it was good. Uh, I didn't have a. I didn't. We didn't do a whole bunch, but you know, got together, friends and family, and uh, threw a little grill together because you know, we don't really celebrate Independence Day like that, but we do celebrate the day off and we do appreciate the day off. And whenever you get an extra day off, black folks gonna throw something on the grill. So we did. Yeah. Juneteenth, yes, yes, Juneteenth. Right, Juneteenth is basically our our Independence Day because <laughs> uh, on July fourth, seventeen seventy six, we were still slaves, so <laughs> we weren't free. Yeah, it's like I, I, I spent Fourth of July reading Frederick Douglass speeches. Man, I'm yeah, I'm good. <laughs> so. Yeah, just uh, I finally I finally saw uh, my wife and I saw Hamilton on Disney Plus last night, and it was it was. It was good. I got. I got to admit it. I, I'm. I'm. I'm somewhat partial to the. Uh, I forgot his name. The guy who played um Thomas Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Like he was great. <laughs> um, I think he played Lafayette too. I think it was the same guy. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it was. It was really good. Uh, I would highly recommend. If you haven't seen Hamilton on Disney Plus, go ahead and watch it. Like, uh, I mean, if you have kids, I would say. In fact, I would say watch it with your kids. I mean, it's. Technically rated PG thirteen, they bleep out all the f words. But uh, <laughs> but you could, I would say for the historical narrative, I would say watch it because it's a it's really good way of learning about you know Alexander Hamilton and Aaron Burr and you know all of the events that happened with that. Uh, you know, since this we are talking about July fourth, and at, at least for me personally, I think and that so they, they talked about the uh, the what was the phrase they used. Uh, the Unfinished Symphony of America, it's something like that. And right. so I think if you take everything that's been happening lately with, you know, Black Lives Matter and all, and all, everything that's been happening, consider it as part of the Unfinished Symphony of America. Like, I am glad I live in America, but I love it enough to want to see it change for the better, <laughs> right? So... Uh, James Baldwin, Hugh James Baldwin. There you go. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So I mean, uh, I, I'll just say that as a as a ESA. I don't know. <laughs> but um, did you all do anything for July Fourth? Did you all go out? Well, my uh, most of my activity centered around the other big 
HBC news that was going on over the weekend, and I think oh, we were yeah. talking about this offline. Um, for those of you out there that don't know, my you know my nighttime side gig, writing wise, I'm a college basketball contributor for Fansided and for a place called Busting Brackets, and essentially it's a college basketball hub, and I am the black guy that covers me and <laughs> swag basketball. Now, of course. Um, this kind of ties into what we do a little bit on our show too, because you know, new media and social media had a lot to do with um, breaking this news. But a top five recruit named Makur Maker, Makur Maker, I think I got that right. Um, <laughs> I think so. Yeah, uh, he's top five recruit, like number seventeen in the country, and this guy committed to Howard University. Now, for those of you that are basketball fans who aren't. That never happens. HBCUs never get top flight five-star recruits straight out of high school. And this was not only big for that, but be, you know, social media has been the driving force behind a lot of that movement. And it has a lot to do with what's going on with us, what's really going on in society now. So, you know, shout out to Howard great way for them to make use of social media to, to get that message out and everybody else that covers HBCU sports. But, um, yeah. Outside, the yeah. <laughs> Save the MIAC. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, outside of that, man, I, it just like I said, man, it's just, we've been kind of chilling, hold up, you know, waiting for the, waiting for the zombie apocalypse to go by and, you know, you know, getting getting our shadow getting our shadow gaming in and, and all sorts of other stuff. You know, but all right. all right, Dominique, what you been up to? Or have you uh did you do anything for the fourth or you just kinda just, just chilled out? Well we grilled we grilled out uh, you know, like I said, friends and family, close group, uh about about eleven of us uh got together and we just did one more than the FCC guidelines because, you know, we free. <laughs> but uh yeah, we grilled out, had a good time, had a couple, had a, uh, probably one too many uh, doers and cokes, but uh, <laughs> it was a good day. Uh, you know, I, I appreciate that long weekend. I actually took tomorrow off too for a doctor's appointment, so I kind of, it's, it's, it's kind of like a really extended weekend, so I took two days off for Juneteenth, so it's like two weeks in a real short period of time where I had a compressed work week, which is good, I think, to just get the time to just you know, go hard. I'm trying to uh, level up on, on League of Legends. I'm trying to, like, really get my really, really graduate this trash ELO that I'm in. And mm -hmm. so I've been spending time watching people who do it well do it and see if I can learn something because after five years of doing the same thing the same way, you're like, alright, maybe maybe I've done all I can do. So maybe I gotta learn. You know, I've never been a guy who could really watch people play video games, but I think it's helped. It's helped a lot, actually. Oh, one other quick thing before we get started. Shout out to one of our uh, one of our Black Techie Spotlight alumni, uh, Tech Me Out. Uh, <laughs> she had a, recently had an event on Amazon that you know she kind of sent messages out and it's like, wow, you know, she's on Amazon, man. That's a huge platform. So, uh, and I think that's going to be a regular thing. So. You know, shout out to her and the other alumni that have done our spotlight uh, recently. I think Dave mentioned Soldier, the interview we did with Soldier Knows Best earlier. Um, that was really dope. 
thank you. Please come on again, show again soon. And mm-hmm. coming up, probably in the very near future, we'll be having part two of the spotlight that we had with Professor John Cash from Johnson C. Smith University about esports, their esports program, and the advancement of, of esports and HBCUs in general. So, you know, we'll be, you know, we're definitely got that on tap. So just stay tuned for it. And as a as an aside, if you want to see more of that, since you know this is YouTube and all, go ahead and subscribe down there so you don't miss anything. Like we we've had Kevin the Tech Ninja, we've had Check Me Out, as Herb said, we've had uh, Social Knows Best. We're trying to get Technically T on here. Well, I think now he's like he's just T Devane now, but Technically T on here. We're trying to get like all these people lined up. I'm trying to get a uh, uh, Viper, the man the man about tech himself. Uh, if you're watching this. Hey man, if yeah. you're watching this, go ahead. Yeah, we, <laughs> Let's go ahead and do this. Yeah, we're gonna try to work on Flossy Carter, man. Flossy Carter's kind of like yeah, <laughs> that's that's almost that's like the holy grail of uh of guests, you know. I'm, try, I'm trying to get all of him. Uh, your average consumer, although I think they just had a baby, so I don't, I don't know about it. he might not have any. <laughs> but uh, MKBHD, look. I know that now. That's a long shot right there. But hey, I'm open to it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'd be cool with white shoes, man. For real, I'd be cool. Hey, with white shoes. <laughs> have, have have Xerxes right there, just just in the shot right there. That'd be that'd be hilarious. Does he even call it Xerxes anymore? Like, is that has he officially changed her name to White Shoes? <laughs> But uh, all right, let, let's go ahead and uh, get started. I bet people listening are like, "All right, hurry up and get to the to the, to the subject." All right, so Apple, uh, Apple Arm. So like I said before, Apple announced that they are moving or putting all of their their own silicon into the Mac. So you know the A series or whatever they call whatever they decide to call you know the 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 chips that they put in the Mac because they usually change it up depending on what form factor it is, but. There, there's a lot to be said, and to be fair, I did say I did I do have a video on this. Uh, go to my YouTube channel, Just Processing. I put out a whole video about why Apple is doing this. Um, and spoiler alert, it's all about control. So go, go head on over to Just Processing, or even uh, on the Black Techies. I, I I upload the audio to the Black Techies podcast. So if you're if you're already subscribed, you already have it. So uh, go ahead and, and watch that. If you want to know my thoughts about or in-depth thoughts about why Apple is switching to ARM, but you know, needless to say, this is this is really big because Intel was, you know, Intel got a lot of business from Apple with you know with their Macs, and now that they're moving, uh, let me go ahead and check Intel's stock price right quick. But uh, uh, this, this is a pretty major. You said what? I said it ain't great, boss. Yeah, <laughs> bottom out, man. Bottom out. So all right. So let me so Dominique, let me let me ask you what was your uh your your first thoughts I guess when you when you first heard about it? My first thought was I can't be I can't imagine being a happier person than the uh, CEO of AMD. <laughs> right, uh, Lisa Sue, uh, Doctor Lisa Sue. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna have they're gonna have to put Intel gonna have to put some work in, and they're not ready. They've been, I think they've been resting on the Apple business. The Apple business made up a significant chunk of their business. Um, so well, say, say goodbye. Well, just as a side note, man, AMD, AMD's been splitting Intel's wig for like the last two years. 
<laughs> I mean, to be fair, Intel, Intel was trying to come back with attention, but like for the last, yeah, Ryzen, they, they haven't really give, gave people an, enough reason to buy an Intel processor. Like, I, I, even, I don't even have Not for personal AMD, use, right? Enterprise level right. computing. I mean, Intel still has a very large portion of the enterprise market. Yeah, I mean, just it's, it's getting ugly at this point. <laughs> kind of stuff to, oh, it, you know, there is. I think it's related in a way because you got Apple, you know, shifting, you know, their their desktop business and and notebook business to their own chips, and then you got even on the PC side, the like Windows PC side, you know, on the on the desktop side, you have a lot of people who are just choosing Ryzen for their platform, and even on the even on the laptop side where Intel still is still kind of dominant. There's, you know, some of those, a few manufacturers starting to add, you know, Ryzen uh, 4000 in particular, you know, to, lab, to their gaming laptops because they, 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 AMD's just killing it. Like, they, they're just outshining Intel for not, not, not just a, uh, uh, they're, they're not just beating Intel on the processor side. I think they're, using, they're on the seven nanometer process, but just price wise, like you can get a, uh, what is it? It's the uh, Asus. Zephyr G14 uh, has an uh, AMD Ryzen 7, and it's only only $1,500, but it's way faster. It has a 20, uh, an RTS 2060, but it's way faster than like all the other 2060 laptops that have Intel in them. So it's like, you might as well just go into what we go in AMD. Uh, so I, I think you Intel... Go AMD for a budget. You don't go AMD if you're looking for top of the line. Not right now. Well, I will uh, yeah, I wouldn't even just say for the budget. AMD processors in terms oh, yeah. of their in terms yeah. of their, their integration and and their performance for you know you know their performance pound for pound is the best thing to the budget. I hear what you're saying, but most yeah. apps are not, still um, has the best raw like just raw power, but yeah. like. Bang for the buck, especially if you're streaming and like doing all this yes. stuff at the same time. Like AMD is gonna beat you all the time on, on multi-core. So, like I don't know, man. Like streaming is is you know is gaining in popularity. So, yeah, this, uh, just, but yeah, I mean that's just like a perfect example. Acer has got a really low-end um, gaming platform that's getting ready to come out. The Acer Nitro Six Seventy. Yeah. And, Essentially, you've got a lower to mid-end Ryzen gaming processor in that machine that is outperforming pretty much, that's going to outperform pretty much anybody else in that market space, period, in the story. And that's where, that's where Acer's making, well, not Acer, that's where Ryzen's making their money at and making their, and like I said, they're kind of, you know, splitting, you know, Intel's wig. <laughs> I mean, for the most part. And I think from an integration standpoint, I mean, and being able to multi-core, multi-process and do multiple things well on platforms that are at the low to mid end in terms of performance, Andy's killing. And they have been for, like I said, about two, two or three years now. And here's the thing, here's, here's the kicker though, right? While AMD, you know, AMD is kind of outshining Intel on a lot of things. Apple though, since we are technically talking about Apple, Apple <laughs> with their with their chips though, you know, a uh, the what is it, the A12 Bionic, A12Z Bionic in the in the current iPad Pro, 
is just is outperforming Intel's i5s at least. And on single ed, uh, on single threading performance, I think it, on on some tests, not all of them, on some tests, I think it can even match the i7. So, like, and <laughs> that's ARM, right? And that's a low power fanless design, right? So imagine scaling that up. You know, right right now the the A12 is only limited by the the chassis of the iPad Pro, right? It's it's a thin chassis, so it's not able to do you know it's not able to go all out. But so but imagine putting that kind of chip in a larger chassis in a Mac Pro in a MacBook Pro where you have a lot more of a thermal headroom. So now, I I'm really interested in seeing what Apple's next chips are going to be because if they can. You know, master, Apple, is the, Apple is the master of that vertical integration thing, right? So if you combine, you know, Final Cut Pro, right? Apple makes Final Cut Pro. Com, com, combine Final Cut Pro with macOS with their, you know, with Apple Silicon, man, like, yeah. why would you ever get Premiere <laughs> at that point? Like, I'm really interested in seeing how and, this is going to go. Yeah, and I think that's what's really... That that's what's really jumped out to jumped out to me about uh, these developments with Apple is that I mean we already knew what kind of you know what kind of um, ecosystem they normally work with so I mean this is just more to that point everything it, you know works they fit together well and that's part of that's part of the whole concept of Apple having their own closed ecosystem where nothing really impacts it and there are no outside development forces that interfere with that process. You know, at the end of the day, you know, for, for their customers and their niche of the market, it's perfect. Mm -hmm. Now, now I will say, now the caveat that I'll offer on the opposite end of that spectrum is that, yeah, a lot of those advances that we see in the operating system, you know, hey, Androids are, Androids already do it. <laughs> You know, mm -hmm. a lot of stuff. And, you know, it, that's why you have the kind of skepticism from people outside of that, outside of that Apple niche, you know, that use Android products. And they're like, okay, well, okay, that's nice. We already have it. But I think in the long run, the ARM chips, you know, the, the development with the silicon and the ARM chips and stuff, and the versatility of those processes are going to make a really big difference. And it's going to make big enough difference for people to really start jumping back. Um, yeah. From, you know, from though, from that particular environment back to Apple in the long run, unless, you know, there's a, there's a counterbalance to it. So, I mean, that's, it's, it was very interesting seeing those developments. You know, I, I think you know it's kind of ironic. You know, Apple products are known for being expensive. Like you, you, you got to pay the Apple tax to buy a Mac. But what if Apple lowered the prices for their Macs because they were able to use their own silicon? I mean, it, it's not unprecedented. Unprecedented. I mean, the when the iPhone XR came out, it was seven seven hundred, I think. But then when the iPhone eleven came out, it was a hundred dollars cheaper. And it was a better phone than the iPhone XR. So you, if they're able to drop their price significantly, uh, mm -hmm. you're talking about complete market domination outside of PC gamers. PC gamers ain't switching, but every other like any <laughs> casual user, if they if you can, you need to tell me I can get a MacBook, uh, and I can, or, and or I can get like a Surface or an Asus, 
or whatever, I'm going with the Apple because right? I don't have to. I don't have to even look at specs. Like I know the Apple thing's gonna work. They don't put out <laughs> anything that's gonna run stuff badly. You know. You know they tried though. You know during their <laughs> during their keynote they showed a uh, uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider running yeah. on uh, that chip, and I, I guess they're kind of hinting at, hey, look, you can port your game <laughs> to a... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it's just what Dominique said, though. Like, we, we ain't we ain't switching. Like, <laughs> RTX for life. But, uh, <laughs> 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 well, maybe not. I don't know. Those are uh, that... Shout that out to G-Sync or FreeSync. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, you know, that's another thing, though, right? Apple doesn't have that established GPU technology like AMD and, and NVIDIA does. So I don't mm-hmm. think... They're going at least for now, right? I don't think they're going to be, you know, attracting PC gamers. <laughs> that said, well, I don't know. Even then, I think even for the Macs, they might even still use AMD for as uh, for their discrete graphics. So they might not necessarily get away from AMD <laughs> when it comes to that. I don't know. I have no idea what they're going to do, but I could see a scenario where, or not even maybe not the MacBook, maybe the like the Mac Pro or the yeah. iMac Pro. Where they they put you know an AMD graphics card in there instead of their own stuff because it's just you know it's still a little bit more powerful <laughs> than what Apple has on the GPU side. But you know, uh, at the end of the day, like I said, uh, alluding to my video, it's all about control. And if Apple can like not rely on Intel, then they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna take that route yeah. <laughs> every. Yeah, if if they built up the infrastructure to be able to manufacture chips at the level that they need to, I'm not mad at it. I mean, it's a borderline monopoly, but uh, it's not like it's not really because Samsung's over there chunking out. Samsung still sells more phones in this in this on this planet than Apple does, and it's not even close yet. So, um, yeah, and I I would tend to agree with that. You know, I mean, Apple has become the Cyberdyne systems of of mobile of mobile devices. So I I expect that type of integration. Next thing you know, you know I mean, Skynet's going to become active, and then we're all going to be doomed. It'll be serious, though. <laughs> so she she'll be terrible. That's the good thing is when they when they activate Skynet, she won't understand English. We'll yeah, be we'll be good. <laughs> but I think um we taught her thirty thousand new facts. Yeah. Just hook her up to Google, please. We safe. We can escape. You know. So, but yeah, I think um, that was the most intriguing thing to me to come out of um, the Apple event. I think also the um, the the iOS fourteen had some really really sexy um, modifications and improvements, and that's easy for me to say as the lone iPhone user in this chat, yeah. but because you guys, the stuff that I'm happy to have is stuff yeah. y'all been doing, but uh, <laughs> like default email browser, like default email, default email app, default web browsers, being able to change it away from Safari mm-hmm. and, the, and the mail app, big deal. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, and hopefully we- it's not, uh, hopefully Chrome is not just emulated Safari, because I don't know if you guys know this, but on iOS, uh, yeah, I know. You yeah, simulated Safari, you know. Yeah, you use so, Safari's rendering engine. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully they can find a way to make let it be Chrome and it doesn't destroy your phone because you know no, you can't put forty you can't put forty eight <laughs> gigs of RAM on a phone and that's how much you need in a PC to run Chrome effectively. <laughs> but so. so when I heard, I don't think I don't think they're going that far. I think all browsers still have to use Safari's rendering engine. So. Uh-huh. So, you know, Apple will give you an inch, but they ain't going to let you take a mile. So, no. 
<laughs> but uh, I mean, at the very least, though, I mean, I, I'm honestly with iOS 14. They all they honestly did was prevent i for prevent iPhone owners from switching to Android now, because it's like. Well, okay, I can put uh, the uh, widgets on the home screen now. I got widgets. Yeah. I got sure. uh, an app drawer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, well, I, I think they call they it were worried too much about iPhone people leaving to go to Android. I think these are attempts at trying to take more of the market because uh, I think if you look, and this is just me, this is anecdotal based on my experience as a retail sales, cell phone salesman, but... It, the, the switch happened the other way a lot more frequently. So the switch happened from Android to iPhone way more frequently than it happened from iPhone to Android. And the only time I ever still saw iPhone to Android and like it stuck, it was like there is very niche situations. Like, you know, people out here playing Broke Boy and they want to, uh, I, I just really got to have, uh, 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 what is it, uh, XBMC, the, the Cody. I really got to have Cody. I really got to, you know, I really don't want to spend the $15 a month for Netflix. So, uh, which is why they get the, that's why people look, you know, people turn their noses down at green bubbles. Cause some of the green bubble people are like, I, I ain't have to have a green free phone cause I need free yeah. everything. And it's like, yeah, pay the people, you know, coins is a driving force, man. <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> You know, pay the people for their work. Stop bootlegging. Now, once you pass, once you pass twenty five, you need to start paying the people. I, when you're a college student, listen. I boot. I had, my movie library was Man. magnificent. Man. I, there wasn't a movie that came out from nineteen ninety seven to not to like two thousand and seven that was not on my hard drive or external hard drive. Man, let me tell you, the streaming game these days is making folks risk it all. That's all I'm gonna say, because <laughs> and especially especially now, and and for those folks that are watching our podcast and are in the collective that follow us a whole lot, we talk about streaming a whole lot. Now, what YouTube television is about to pull or have or about to pull, um, is gonna have some folks really really petro, simply because ain't nobody got time for six. That. Yeah, ain't nobody got time for sixty five dollars a month for YouTube. Oh, okay, TV. that's what you're talking about. So, so while I have the opportunity, and this is a slight segue slash caveat to all streaming services that you got that you can have multiple profiles with, I would recommend you guys, anybody out there that's listening, take up a communal approach to utilizing your streaming services. Meaning that if you got family, if you got friends that you're cool with. I'm not talking about you know enemies that are, are going to move you off of your cable, off of your uh, streaming devices for absolutely nothing. To be like, I ain't got no scratch. I'm yeah, talking- you get about three people to kick in twenty dollars, and you do exactly. all right. You, you treat all your streaming services as a communal resource. So <laughs> if you got YouTube. You like well, just a perfect example. Let's take YouTube Television. Okay, you can have up to six profiles uh, to utilize YouTube TV services, and they can they, they all- watch simultaneously? Uh, as it stands right now, yes. Okay. As it stands right now. It, the, the streams support all of that. So you choose services like that. Hulu TV has the same type of setup where you got multiple profiles. Netflix, Disney Plus, I think HBO Max will be. HBO um, Max already does. Already HBO does. Max don't care. So, They've never cared. Exactly. So, <laughs> you know, 
so and I don't want I don't recommend this with every streaming service because you got some that are really really don't do it with Hulu. Well, with Hulu, eh, there are ways to get around it, but I'm not going to two active screens at the same (laughs) time. And I've had to I've had to change my password to put family off because you know if I give it to you, you can't also give it to my nephew. Y'all well, are one. Well, that's the, well, that's the catch. That's the catch. You have to. That's where the trustworthiness of your family unit. I don't mind. Is in it's, the- not, it's not a trust <laughs> thing. It's a, It's about like I. I expect only one device being used in a household that ain't putting nothing on it. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's kind of what I'm getting at. <laughs> People gotta put something on it. But I mean, to make a long story short, folks out there, if you guys got streaming services and you're disgruntled because of the price increases. Try look taking a communal approach to your services. And that That's section called. was called Herb's Bootleg Corner. Back to your regularly scheduled programming. What you want? <laughs> Herb's Cable Cutters. I, mean, yeah, I guess That's I guess the segment. we're gonna do it in the middle of at exactly twenty six minutes into every episode. Herb got to stop whatever we talk about <laughs> and talk about the latest in cord cut news. As I take a sip of my Dr. Pepper. All right. <laughs> yeah. What flavor is that Dr. Pepper? I saw some the, oh, the yes. white bottom. This is this is crack. Oh, oh I got to go get that. Yes, I, I'm, I'm, I'm laying off. I don't do sodas no more. I'm, I'm listening. Let me tell you something. That's all I do, baby. <laughs> trying to lose it. I'm trying to lose hey, it. Man. Hey man, I had a relapse after I saw this. So nah, I, clearly. Wake up, yeah. I wake up. I wake up one every. Feet. I think every podcast we've had, like the last three podcasts, you had you been drinking that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> yep. And, and my family and 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 you know family and associates are like, yeah, you need to lay off of that, bro. Yeah, we, I bet we can't it's fire, though. Oh, I bet it's fire. <laughs> it's fire. That's so fire. Made me want to relapse. I'm not gonna do it. No comments. Stay strong. <laughs> All right, we could uh, let if you could sort of back. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I mean, we could technically have two topics on on one podcast, but uh, <laughs> um, but neither of them should be Dr. Pepper with cream soda. <laughs> <laughs> Did you all have any thoughts about some of the other uh, announcements Apple made with uh, Mac OS? And they didn't really, they didn't say much about TVO. I mean, they, like for watchOS, you can, they have a hand washing, hand washing sensor yeah. where, like, you know, it can detect with the, the squishiness. Oh, um, they don't have to turn that off. White people don't want to turn that off. They're going to get tired of they, they're going to get tired of they watch television and they nasty. So, <laughs> no comment, man. I knew that was coming, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, man, uh, if you're white and you're watching it or listening to this, we don't hate you. I promise you, Dominique. No, we don't hate you. Yeah. I don't hate yeah. you. I love everybody. Yeah, let us Everybody's put this claim out now. This does not represent the entirety <laughs> of the of the opinions of the black techies. <laughs> Or... This is all just anecdotal based on every time <laughs> I've been in a public bathroom and saw somebody leave out of the urinal slash stall and walk right out like you. I mean, I get it. If I'm in there, though, at least you should act like you should just feign. You should be like, ah. <laughs> you know, you should do something. They just like, mm. hey, how you doing, buddy? That's all I'm saying. Uh, I mean, course, not all people, not all, <laughs> not all, not all. Just yeah. enough for it to be uh, a stereotype that I believe. That's all. 
<laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, personally, talking about the, you know, any other things that kind of came. I'm gonna be quite honest. I there wasn't really much on the software side that kind of moved the needle for me. Um, simply because disclaimer: you, know, you don't use you don't use iOS. Nothing, by the way. Just disclaimer. Well, I do for work, <laughs> <laughs> but um, we do I mean, use iOS. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I mean, I, like I said, most of the stuff that really caught my eye was was hardware based. It was with the ARM processors and and the the flexibility that's going to give Apple in terms of really expanding their ecosystem and making it really responsive for their for their you know their users, their customer base. So I'm curious I mean, what they're going to do about the cannibalization of the iPad. There's no right. way that that ARM Mac that ARM MacBooks right don't I mean I don't iPad market I don't understand how it couldn't because it's not like the iPad is not thirteen hundred dollars like it is thirteen hundred dollars no I, I, I love my iPad right but it's there's times when you're using it especially if you're using it with a keyboard you're like why can't I install X Y Z on it like why now, do I have to go to the App Store for this you know what I'm saying now I will say this. Especially going into the fall and the holiday seasons, where we're going to see Microsoft devices start to hit the market, particularly the Microsoft Duo, mm. the series, those series of mobile devices and, and tablets and books that are going to have the same type of ARM architecture. That's going to be interesting to see how those, how those fare against each other. So, so, so here's the difference. So, it, you know, during the keynote, Apple announced that, you know, all the iOS apps and iPadOS apps are going to work on macOS, right? Initially. And so that means that if you buy a Mac with Apple Silicon in it, you automatically have the entire iOS app store worth of apps. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to work, right? Because, uh, <laughs> you know, you got to... We don't have any reason to believe it won't work right now. Right. Right. Well, I mean, it just depends on how they code the app. Maybe they'll maybe they'll make it so that the app knows that it's on a Mac, so then it'll like reform it's itself more like a Mac app or something. I don't. It'll probably be an emulator. Or that, or or that. But like Windows, and I I can say this personally because I, I use the Galaxy Book S as my you know as my I won't say main computer, but as my like uh, out and about computer. You know, I use them in, in the living room. But like there, there are sometimes, sometimes where I'm like, I wish I can install this, but I can't because there aren't, there aren't, there either there isn't a 32 bit version of the app or there just isn't an ARM version. So it's like I can't, I can't do it. Dell has this thing called Dell, Dell Mobile Connect, and basically allows you uh, to connect your your phone to your computer, kind of like, kind of like uh, the continue like a continuity feature. Or whatever for uh for for you know Apple right, but I can't do it because whenever I go to the Windows the Windows Store, it says this app isn't compatible with your computer because I have an ARM computer. So like I think Apple's gonna have an advantage there, and I wonder. And since boot camp is going away, by the way, I hope if if, if y'all didn't realize that boot camp is going away, Apple was like, nope, you ain't putting Windows on here. But <laughs> but since there since there is oops, move the camera if um. If since since Windows on ARM is a thing, I wonder if there'll be enough of a developer interest, you know, for Apple to be like, all right, 
we'll add bootcamp for ARM for Windows on ARM. Just <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm just curious to how that's gonna work out. I think that's a very good point. Um, I mean, I know a lot of Apple users, at least the ones that I've interacted with, like the idea of being able to have their cake and eat it too, so to speak. When it comes to that, that's why know. people Macintoshes. Macintoshes. <laughs> I got one. <laughs> But I mean, it's a, you know, it, that's going to be a very, that's going to be a real, a real key thing going forward for those users that have a foot in either on in either world, you know, um, being able to run those programs, you know, if they enable that stuff to be able to run on their ARM architecture, it's a wrap. It definitely is because those folks are going to win a lot of other folks over and be like, oh, I can still have my Windows stuff, but I can assimilate to the Apple, to the <laughs> to the Apple infrastructure, you know. Yeah, and I, I say assimilate for a reason. <laughs> oh, you know, it's funny. Sorry. So let, let me let me ask you. So, mm -hmm. as a as a person who's primarily a Windows and uh, Android user, is there anything that Apple could do to pull you towards the ecosystem to pull you into the fold? <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, and I'm not. I'm not gonna sit here and say um, everything about Apple is like the evil empire or anything like that. There's a lot of there's a lot. <laughs> the notifications yeah. in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of really good stuff about Apple's infrastructure um, and their and, and their ecosystem, which is why they have a really good. You know, that's why they're popular because a lot of that stuff is user friendly. Or it's it's easy to assimilate to be user friendly, in particular in software. The problem that I have with it, particularly when it comes to playing nice with other environments and enterprises, and I'd say this as an administrator, it sucks. It absolutely positively sucks. It's gotten better, but it still really sucks in comparison. I to agree with that. All the profiles you have to download and all yeah. the, the way it's... Apple tries to still impose control even when you're like, I need the control, Apple. Let yeah. the control go. We want to let your we want to let our employees use your little weak phone, but uh, <laughs> yeah. we're gonna do it. You got to let me get all of it. You can't let me Man. get some of it. You got to let me get all of it. One of my one of my biggest pet peeves as a as a systems you know as a systems administrator or engineer the job that I work in is integrating those devices for users because a lot of users when they come home they have their MacBook or they have their iPhone and they want to integrate it in every aspect to the network that they're working with. Mm -hmm. Except that that network is either Linux or Windows or any conglomeration of the two. You know, definitely so not I nothing. You, it, there's nothing I <laughs> in any of the operating systems that we operate. Even even in environments where um, even in environments where iOS is used, you know, specifically for creative purposes like web development, web design. Maybe that's their next move, though. Maybe they're gonna get into the server game. It's possible. Yeah. It's possible, but they're gonna. The only thing about that is that they're gonna have to really change how they think and approach um, inclusiveness in terms of their environments. If that's mm -hmm. the case. For in from a business perspective, because a lot of that's they're why I'm going to get into the game. Because <laughs> a lot of tell me they got to give up control to do it. They're not going to do it. No. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's like 1984 over there. 
Seriously. I mean, it's they have. I mean, yeah. I mean, so fun fact. Part of the reason I I I believe this is true. Part of the reason why they're going to allow you to make you know another browser or a mail app as a default is because of the EU. So like <laughs> they gotta follow the uh, the, uh, the all the EU stuff that they're doing over there. So they almost kind of. You've almost kind of have to force Apple to do it, and that used yeah. to be in the server game. That you, you used to be able to get a Mac a Mac server, but I, they got out of it. Um, but yeah, you you kind of have to force force Apple to do it. Like like Dominique said, if if it, if they have to give up control, they're like nah nah, bro. Proprietary is Tim Cook's name. Name is Tim Proprietary Cook. It's like the totalitarians of the of the mobile of the mobile world, and they. You know, you, once you go, once you enter in that country and give up your visa, it's like it's it. It's a wrap. Mm. <laughs> You're not getting out. So it's a. I mean, like I said, I think there are a lot of really good things about that environment for users, and that's the reason why it's really popular. But as an Android and a Windows user, you know, the cons that are obviously there with you know, with that side of the house in terms of, you know, vulnerabilities and stuff like that are kind of mitigated by the fact that you have a lot of flexibility in terms of development, a lot of flexibility in terms of integration with other systems. And that's traditionally where Apple has kind of been like, okay, man, forget it. We have our own people. <laughs> we have our own populations to worry about, you know, uh, yeah, we'll close the borders and let everybody else worry about everybody else. Um, so for people that want to have, you know, one foot in either world, you know, that's, I think that's the next frontier for those guys. If, mm-hmm. if they're willing to give up control, and that's the, that's the big deal, CJ. You know, I think, I think the, I think Dominique's like machine just automatically just flinch the fact of giving up control. <laughs> <laughs> but stupid I mean, CNN notifications just threw yeah. my phone all over the place. Yeah, but I think um, I mean ultimately, I, I mean I see I see Apple loosening the reins somewhat. How much and when it happens, I have no idea. I think yeah. As, as- serves their their business model i think they're willing to do it like as long as they can still make money from it i i think that's going to be their that's just that's just going to be their mo so so one thing i did want to point out that uh i almost forgot about it so with mac os when they talked about safari so you know they talked about all their privacy yeah, privacy restrictions and all that stuff and you know apple's big thing lately has been about privacy which is not a bad thing right but but right <laughs> I think they're especially with the with the with Safari. I think a big reason why they're doing this is to lessen Google's control or to kind of block Google in a way. Because think about it, Google makes its money off of ads, right? And so, if Apple can do everything they can to get you to get to get you from using Google services or being a part of their ad network, that lowers Google's influence on the web. And Chrome's influence influence on the web. I mean, think about it. They they added the whole uh, sign in with Apple thing, right? right? So you can sign with Apple instead of signing in with Google or Facebook because Facebook and Google require your data so they can make money. Apple oh, doesn't. That relay that. is hot. That relay is hot. 
where they gonna like uh you know bounce your email address off a fake one they create yeah 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 that is pretty dope um but at, at the but see that's all about that's control <laughs> well, because I mean, they, but it's also privacy and i think yeah. they're one of the most forward-thinking companies in the world when it comes to privacy and actually like <laughs> Not they can get like we're that. going to rake you over the coals for the hardware. Yes, guys, I promise. But right. we're not going to sell your data. That's not what we're here for. Now, now while we're talking about data and um, internet platforms that are taking L's, um, <laughs> we can't stop. We 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 got to talk about uh, Zuckerberg and Facebook. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, all the all the companies uh, uh, leave. <laughs> Not taking away their ads. <laughs> that dude has been taking L's left and right for the past two months. Hold that. Yes. Hold <laughs> that. And quite frankly, it's well warranted because some of the stuff that's been going on on the platform um, has been pretty ridiculous uh, in terms of you know uh, hate speech and all sorts of other stuff. So. Um, I think, you know, going forward, we're gonna introduce us. We're gonna introduce an award called the Hold This L Award. <laughs> That's a herb proprietary award. <laughs> proprietary herb award. Hold this L. <laughs> and the first honorary recipient would be Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg because yeah, they, they hold this huge L, giant. It's just tons, weighty metric tons, that type of L. But yeah, they, they, I mean, yeah, we, we talked about privacy. Like, like I just wrote an article like the other day about how um, there was <laughs> like up to like 5,000 developers were able to still see information from apps that were, uh, so like, so, so technically Facebook is supposed to have a 90 day uh, waiting period or whatever. Like if you, if you aren't active on an app for, for 90 days, that's connected to Facebook. If you aren't active for 90 days, then it's supposed to automatically cut off your data from the developer. But then some apps are still getting data <laughs> from, uh, from some of the apps, even after the 90 days, it, it was, it was mainly because of a programming loophole in a way. So like, for example, if you were, um, uh, say you had a fitness app and you wanted to invite your friends to like participate in some fitness challenge. So you would use the app and invite them and then your friends would like accept the invite and sign in with Facebook. But because they didn't, but because the way Facebook does it, it didn't know that those people who you invited were inactive. So it kept collecting their data, even if, even when they weren't active. So like Facebook still has all these privacy issues all the way, you know, of course we all remember the Cambridge Analytica stuff back yeah. in 2016. So like, yeah, like <laughs> it, I keep using it. Right. But knowing this, <laughs> <laughs> there's, that's the, I think that's the, that's the real rub is that Facebook has become so ingrained in our daily lives collectively. For everybody over thirty, everybody over thirty is on Facebook. Basically, and but I'd rather be giving my data to the Zuckerberg dude than to the Xi Jinping because all my children, all they want is the tickety tockety. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I put something out about that. Yeah. Tickety yeah. tockety is going right back to uh, the People's Republic of uh, 
that's a whole yeah that's a whole <laughs> level level of an ecosystem right there that you went oh yeah that's that <laughs> by itself honestly yes, but sir. uh i would just say just be careful if you're going to install TikTok. If you work for any kind of government, don't. Probably <laughs> going to do that. <laughs> please, don't. please, please don't play with your career like that. If you work for any sort of federal entity or contractor that contracts for federal entity, that would not be a good move. It's not a good look. And um, you'll find out the hard way relatively quick if you install it on, on any sort of platform that mm -hmm. you have for the government. It's not... Don't do it. It's not working. Oh, don't do it. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, actually, I don't really have. I think that's it as far as the Apple stuff. I mean, <laughs> uh, <laughs> honestly, uh, I mean, well, actually, I mean, there is a lot you could talk about as far as Apple and and their arm plans and stuff because. Like Dominique brought up the um, the the cannibalization thing, and we all know Apple isn't. They don't care, you know, if, if it makes them more money, they will happily cannibalize their own products in order to boost another one. And uh, I forgot who I forgot who, who it was I watched today. Um, I want to say Snazzy Labs. Um, his name is Snazzy Q or whatever. Uh, I think he was he had a video about um, about this. He was saying how uh, like each of each each of Apple's products kind of like bump up against the other so like the more useful the apple watch gets that puts more pressure on the iphone the more you know useful the iphone gets that puts pressure on the ipad and so forth so then if the ipad pro can do a lot of the stuff that max can do it's like well the mac is going to have to differentiate differentiate itself more uh to be a viable you know option for yeah. you know if you don't have windows but if it's if, if he's getting all the same stuff that the iPad is getting, then it's like, well, why would you buy a Mac? Um, the Mac would have to do something right. to somehow. I think it's the other way around. I think the onus is on the iPad to show why it's not because it again, it's different when you're talking about a five hundred dollar device compared to a fifteen hundred dollar device. But when both price both devices, the iPad Pro and a MacBook Pro, are going to run you about the same, you know, fifteen hundred dollars. So. You know what? What? What benefit does the iPad give me? Because I can do everything on the that that I can do on an iPad on the MacBook Pro. I cannot do the reverse. Is not true. You can well, yeah, true. But I mean, there are some things I would argue that an iPad is better suited for, though. Like if you just want something for con like content consumption, right? You could, yes. you know, take your your MacBook Air and and take it to bed with you, but wouldn't you rather just have a tablet to do that? Uh, <laughs> like I don't know, or like or like reading books, right? I use, you know, I use my iPhone to read books. Uh, my iPhone, my Pixel to uh, I'm slipped, huh? <laughs> Freudian slip there. <laughs> we know what you really want. We know what you really want. Uh, I use my Pixel to uh to read books all the time. So like. I wouldn't really want to read, you know, Kindle stuff on a on a MacBook Air. I would rather do that on an iPad. So I think so for some people, it, it, it might be the other way around. It's like, well, why would I get a Mac when the iPad can do? It, it's a little bit more flexible in how you can use it. You can't necessarily use a. You can use an iPad the same way you can use a Mac if you get the Magic Keyboard, but you can't use a Mac in the same way as. An iPad. One, the Mac doesn't have a touchscreen. That's a whole other <laughs> discussion. If the Mac is going to be a touchscreen, but 
So I, I don't know. Maybe it just depends on the person. Yeah. In your use case. That's true. That's fair. It's very true. I don't know. Uh, well, I, I mean, it depends. I mean, if you're using a MacBook, if you're using an iPad with a keyboard, then you essentially have a, a same price device that doesn't do all the things that the other thing that's the same price does. Now, you're right. As far as a content consumption device, nothing beats an iPad. Um, and maybe that's the, but that's the case they're going to have to make is why you're charging me $1,500 for a thing to watch Netflix on. Yeah. <laughs> now, to be fair, it might depend on what your preferred UI paradigm is. Like, if you if you prefer more of a desktop environment like macOS or Windows, then yeah, mm-hmm. all right, you're gonna get it. You're gonna you're gonna get a Mac, even if the Mac has the same kind of processor as an iPad. If you still prefer a traditional desktop UI, which I think that might be what different differentiates the Mac and the iPad, then you know that might just be what that. That might be what it is. Or I don't I don't want a touch first centric, you know, a touch centric UI. I want something with a mouse and keyboard and and, and and Windows. Like that's the big that's the biggest thing about iPads I hate. It's you can you don't have proper window support, so uh or windowing or whatever. But I don't know. I'm it maybe it'll depend on the person. I have no idea how this is gonna work out like two years from now. I think they said they're supposed to com- complete the transition in like two years. So in twenty twenty two. By this time, we'll be going. Maybe, maybe we'll be having a podcast then talking about how, you know, RIP iPad. I don't know, or RIP Mac. <laughs> but or hot take, hot take. Microsoft finds a way to do it, and it takes over the whole world. <laughs> no, okay. I you know what? I like folding phones, honestly. So we'll we'll see how the Surface Duo go. <laughs> yeah. But uh, and the, the Neo, I think. Yeah. But well, I, I think. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I think one of the other things um, that's coming out from the development of, well, the advancement of the processors within Apple's ecosystem is that those ARM chips just provide a lot of flexibility in terms of what Apple can do, what chassis they can put them in. Let's say, for example... Apple wants to get into the to the NUC bit into the NUC business, the NUC business. Um, their own <laughs> chipsets, you know, they could. I mean, they could they could do it and pretty much do it effectively, you know. And I'm not talking about just you know Apple Television type of devices. I'm talking about true NUCs, true you know, next level computing, very small um, types of computing units that. You can pretty much put anywhere. Isn't that what the Mac Mini is for? Eh, yes and no. Um, the Mac Mini, in my opinion, is Apple saying, "Yeah, we're going to try that," but they're not really doing it <laughs> because the Mac Mini size, um, from the time it started to now, hasn't really changed, and. That's one of the tra- that's one of the trademarks of next level next unit computing is size, extremely mm-hmm. small, and extremely versatile or powerful depending on what you're using it for and how you're using it. Um, the Mac Mini, eh, yeah, they've increased they've increased the processing the processing power of those machines, um, but in terms of capability, they've kind of stayed where they where they've been at. 
you know, and let me ask you then, like, all right, so one of the benefits of switching to ARM is that it's way more power efficient because it's way more power efficient, you can put it into a smaller chassis. So mm -hmm. what if they did have something as small as like the Apple TV, but it has a uh, an A12 Bionic in it or whatever, whatever they call it. So now you got, you know, a, a Mac the size of like literally like this size, right? And I don't know, maybe, I mean, I see what you're saying. It's just, I, I, I think once Apple completes that transition to ARM, then uh, maybe that'll, you know, we, we didn't ask to define what the difference between like ARM and x86. I'm, I bet people out there, they're like, what is ARM? But, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I know, right? But, um, <laughs> but I, I, I wonder if that's one of the reasons why. You know, or one of the benefit, one of the things they could explore by switching to ARM is, you know, putting a Mac in a really small form factor like that and just selling them for like three hundred bucks. I don't know. I'm just. I mean, you're right. There, the the possibilities are are not. We don't even know. That's the that's how crazy it is. Is we can't even possibly like really figure out what they could do with it because there's it's un it's unprecedented territory like you know what i mean full-blown pcs i mean it's not unprecedented because microsoft has arm uh pcs but they're just they're not good uh so <laughs> they're not good <laughs> they're, they're they're good it just depends on what you want to do with it i'll, I'll say I that low-key slid that in it's like they're not good. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean i think I think the arm the arm computer on the Windows side that's gotten the most shine and rightfully so is the Galaxy Book. Um, you know, and you've you've got personal experience with this, Dave. You know, having a Galaxy Book, you know, or at least a Samsung Book of that that has a chip in it like that, yeah. and and you know the performance and the ease of use of it. So I think. I think that's where a lot of a lot of the competition we're, that we're going to see coming into the holiday season is going to go because you got devices like this, you've got the Microsoft Surface that's going to have ARM chip in it, um, and you're definitely going to have some other competitors that hit the market that are going to be trying to cram as much full laptop functionality as they can into a device that has a really powerful ARM chip. So that, I mean, I see that being one of the more interesting developments that's going to come later this year. You know, I, I, I'm looking forward to it, actually, because I think what Apple did with the show, um, you, know, besides the, you know, besides cater to their own audiences, which is really good, is that they've really put they've really put some teeth into the hardware stuff that they normally don't. And the sil this move to silicon and the capabilities that it has is, is, is good stuff. And it's gonna force people to kind of take a second look at what they're doing in terms of, okay, well, Apple got their own infrastructure, but this, this new hardware change they got is kind of tough. We're gonna have to, we're gonna have to kind of respond to it. And so, I, I pointed, I, I... I actually pointed out pointed that out in my video where I think Intel and AMD are going to have to kind of step their game up uh, as far as as far at least on the CPU side 
uh maybe not gpu side but um but you know one thing uh i think i might actually wrap this up but as far as my closing thoughts about it i think this may i wonder if this is going to lead to like a cascading effect where multiple like big tech companies try to make their own cpus like their own socs uh apple has their stuff and i'm hearing google's trying to make their own for the pixel uh microsoft is kind of sort of doing it with the with their sq1 chip that's in the uh the surface but not the surface pro x um but because i mean if you think about it you know if apple is finding all of this success with their vertical integration and doing everything their own, their, you know, their own way and controlling everything from top to bottom, other people are going to try to do that. They're going to try to mimic what Apple is doing. I mean, Samsung technically has their own chip with the Exynos. Uh, it's just yeah, not just good. Yeah, that's because that's it doesn't support the U.S. LTE bands, at least from what I, right. from what I remember. Yeah. But, um, but I don't know. I, I just wonder if that's going to be the start of like these, chip wars <laughs> like everyone's gonna have like their own uh their own ecosystem to try to mimic what apple is doing that might not that might not be a good thing now that i think about it you know herb you mentioned about uh interoperability and you know uh things right. being able to work together but if everyone's trying to do their own thing they're gonna be like no we're not gonna play with you you need to play in our own ecosystem so well you can tell that that's what everybody uh, wants to do but very few people have the infrastructure of an apple uh, you yeah, know, you can tell if Amazon could make computers starting the day, if they didn't suck at Kindles um, and, and that like, you know, if they weren't like dependent on Android as a, you know, if they had a, like a Andro um, Amazon OS or Alexa OS or whatever, something that was fleshed out and ready for market, they would drop Android in a heartbeat and they would mm -hmm. put a lot of money behind putting out their own because their goal is just they're everybody and that's everybody's goal the way you do business in this in this world now is you put out a product doesn't matter if it's a profitable product you have to put it out and then try to take over markets and once you get markets you know you you start putting out other stuff that's all it is i mean it's really not that complicated but it's not easy to do either yeah definitely and uh i think the other thing that i kind of got um, not necessarily from the, the Apple event, but something that I saw that was related to Apple television. Um, those guys are, I think for the price point, they're starting to kind of catch the notice of a certain amount of the public, especially now that they're starting to put feature films out on Apple, on the, on the Apple TV platform. Um, I'm going to try one. You know, I think Greyhound is coming out on July the 10th on the platform and you know you don't I think Disney Disney's already doing it with some things you know Hamilton being the most recent thing that they're that they've done it with um but given what's going on with COVID and how it's shutting down the physical portion of those types of industries I think this may be more of a normal thing going forward um where you got streaming platforms uh that are going to be doing very um, that are going to be doing premieres and releases, and whether we like it or not, movie theaters ain't make it. They're not. That honestly, I think that might that might have to be the topic of the next show, of the next show because that's that's like that's a whole. I, I I mean I can see I don't think it. I don't think they'll be shut down for for good, but I could see a world that they don't exist anymore, honestly. Yeah. And like yeah. movie movie releases like 
you know, Avengers and MCU movies get released into like venues, more like the uh, the Sand Amphitheater in Nashville or Madison Square Garden in New York and stuff like that, where it's not we where we don't just go to movies day to day. Those come out on you at your house. Um, nobody really has a taste for a thirty dollar popcorn anymore, and now there's an avenue to us not needing that. So, can you imagine watching uh, Endgame? And like a Madison Square Garden, that would be great. <laughs> but <laughs> with a full stadium, oh man, that would have been great. But, but all right, the, I think the other end of that spectrum, and I and I know Dave's about to close up, so we're gonna. I'm just gonna leave this as my last point. I think the other end of that scrap, of the other end of that spectrum, is the low tech solution to to some of these. Um, Friend of mine uh, and I were talking. We we're talking about driving movie theaters, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, you very well may see, you know, an entrepreneur that gets the bright idea to bring that back in a new inclination or a new, in a new form or a new way, um, like having a neighborhood neighborhood driving theater where uh, you have a digital you have a digital setup someplace neighborhood setup. I know Alexandria um, has plenty of places where people set up, you know, digital things outside where people go watch films and stuff like that. You might have something, you know, something along those lines, you know, people start planning and actually doing those things digitally. Or having a service where you have a, you know, you, you have a release and people get a pre-order and then you stream the release. You know, there are all sorts of ways. It might be virtual theater, you know, where, you know, somebody thinks up a service where, okay, well, uh, everybody can watch this and have telecommunication, you know, have, you know, teleconference capability to watch this, to watch this movie and to communicate about it and to share that experience that way, like you would in a theater. Um, You can already do that somewhere, right? I think uh, someone or Hulu or somebody allows you to watch, like, Movie, I think I think Netflix lets you do it somewhat, or, or maybe there's a Chrome ex- extension that lets you do it, where you can watch the same thing with other people at the same time. Yeah, I think there's a Chrome extension for it. I know Facebook, and, and yeah, we're talking about Facebook again. Facebook, <laughs> <laughs> Facebook has that capability with Facebook Watch. Um, yeah, but, I think I think it was Facebook. Right, but I think that capability is limited to chat and not necessarily. It's, a, it's not necessarily a full, full-fledged telecommunications, teleconferencing component to it. Um, but I think, I think that's one of those things where Apple could probably, um, knowing those guys, I can see them doing something like that. I can see them taking the Apple TV platform and adding you know, some more of their ecosystem to it to create a service like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, I wouldn't be surprised to see it. I wouldn't be surprised to see it at all, actually. Well, I, I, all I gotta say is, I, I hope uh, AMC and Regal and all those places <laughs> they, they're gonna have to really uh, show some reason why we need to go to a traditional theater. But we finna be playing tap- topic of next. That's the topic of the next episode. We're gonna talk about the death of movie theaters. Yes. All right. I, I see you, Dominique, being a parliamentarian. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> but all right, yeah, we'll go ahead and wrap up this episode. Uh, just as always, if you uh, if you like this content, go ahead and subscribe. Like I said, if you're on YouTube, subscribe down there. Put the little bell icon so you don't miss anything. If you're listening to audio for everywhere, Spotify, Apple, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, all that, all that, all those places. Uh, just type in the black tech. In fact, just go to Google right now and type in the black techies. You, I promise you, we will be the first hit on there. I need to go ahead and copyright this darn name or try to trademark this name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I said, you can follow me on Twitter at just process yt you can follow the black techies on twitter at the black techies uh i don't know if you all want to plug your twitter handles you can if you want to but uh until then i will uh, any last words uh mr seward well first uh, i'll take you i'll take the opportunity to plug my twitter handle like you asked yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um you can follow me at at hh seward the third or hh seward three um i rep the black techies i also rep uh, my little side gig, which is college basketball contributor for Busting Brackets for Fansided. Uh, we talk about all things technology and HBCU culture and sports related. So if you catch me on there, you're going to see uh, my stream filled with all sorts of stuff. So mm. thank you for that. For everybody that follows our podcast, audio or video, and has feedback, thank you. We really, 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 really appreciate your, your patronage. And the more feedback we get, the better we can make the product. So um, any, you know, for the folks that are in the collective, for the folks that aren't in the collective, for the lone guy in Saudi Arabia that's been following our, following our joint for like the last, uh, mm -hmm. from the beginning, <laughs> thank you. Uh, for the new folks, thank you. And any feedback we could get from you guys to make our product better, we really appreciate it. Unless that one dude is MBS. We don't mess with you, MBS, even if you're the one listening from Saudi Arabia. <laughs> and I said it, and you can, you can DM me for the address. You ain't gonna do with, to me what you did to Jamal Khashoggi. I'm not that guy. Anyway, um, were you done? I didn't want to cut you off. Oh, I'm done. I'm done. All right. Um, so y'all can follow my Finsta. Uh, my Finsta is Herb Loves iOS. Uh, that's my that's my Finsta. It's just pictures of me with Herb's face on my face with iPhones and AirPods and doing Apple reviews and just talking about how great Apple, the Apple ecosystem is. Uh, so that's Herb, Herb loves iOS on, on my fence. The, um, not for real, for real. My uh, Twitter is meek underscore underscore zaddy. You can follow that uh, where I talk about nothing really. I just retweet funny stuff sometimes. Um, I'm trying to get more active in the Twitter sphere. Uh, I, I do partake, but I don't really post. So I'm trying to do better. I want to put more content out in the world. Um, Aren't you on Twitch? I'm on Twitch, but I had to I had to wait 60 days to change my name, and I finally done that, and I just haven't really started back. I'm a, I'm gonna get that together too at some point, some point this summer. This is the summer of Twitch for me. Um, so yes, this is not a political podcast. However, comma, um, votesaveamerica.com is a great resource for you guys to just go to read about the a uh, couple of the, the presidential candidates. I know there are more than two theoretically, and some of y'all think that vote, voting for one of the people that's not the top two, y'all vote for Kanye if you want to, man. He got, he don't even read books. I don't. I'm not convinced that he knows how to read. So if y'all, I don't think he's running personally. I don't think he is either. I don't think no. he is either. But he might, after all these people on the on the uh, 
instas and faces of the books are will, are big up in them low the way they're like, oh, I'll vote for him. He get my vote over Biden any day. Uh, they got the the thing where they got Trump twenty eight rape allegations uh, has dementia. Oh yeah, I see that. Biden eight rape allegations has dementia. Blah blah blah. Kanye zero rape allegations. The greatest hip hop artist of all time. And like, how does that how does that qualify him to be a statesman? We've got to do better, people. We have got to do better. We have got to stop making everybody think that all you need to do is be popular to be president. This hope, I don't know how Donald Trump's presidency did not end that notion that you can be outside of politics and, and win in politics. And maybe you can be, but you also have to be like somebody who reads books. Like, I can't rationalize somebody who can't read being the leader of the free world. But again, not a political podcast. VoteSaveAmerica.com, good resource. Uh, you your, a lot of primaries are happening over the next week or two, month or two. Uh, check your local elections. It is important that we are present. Uh, if voting did not matter, as some of you hoteps uh, would like to pro uh, uh, propagate, then why would they do so much uh, suppressing of our vote? If it didn't matter, why, why why not just let everybody go to the vote? Have have a polling location on, in every neighborhood, and then they we, they know we're not going they're not going to count the vote. It's like look, a billion people voted for 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 the other guy. We're still going to give it to Trump. No, that's not what happens. The, the person with the most votes wins, except with the electoral college. Again, not a political podcast. I love everybody. I want y'all to go forth and be great. Pay it forward. Do something nice for somebody this week. There are people that are ravaged by coronavirus and if you know anybody help that body if you don't know anybody but you sitting around like hey, look it's a comment in my savings account um throw something throw something to somebody world the world central kitchen is feeding people all over there are people who never would have thought that they'd be in food banks at lines at food banks because they gotta feed their kids and there's gonna come a point in time and i hope we don't get there but there's gonna come a point in time if they don't want to go ahead and help the people that the people gonna help themselves so Again, vote, love everybody, and uh, go forth and be great, and know that every day that you go to sleep, when you wake up, that dude might not be y'all president no more. He's not my president already. I'm a cyber citizen, but I love everybody. Be great. We got a few uh, few more months, but uh, and for, for those out there, wear a mask. Wear a freaking mask. Oh, if you want sports, right. if you want any kind of sport, any kind of niceties, any kind of entertainment, any kind of you know normalcy, wear a freaking mask. If so I we see the Florida yeah. folks in there arguing with the people about you're not gonna take my freedom. God gave us breath. Who are you to tell me how I can breathe? That's not what they're doing, sir. That's not what they're doing. <laughs> what are y'all drinking in Florida? Our gator is gator pee in the water. <laughs> And is it a psychedelic? We got to figure it out. There's something wrong with those folks. We really do. We got to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> For all our listeners in Florida, be safe because y'all yeah. uh, <laughs> got some real problems down there. Mm -hmm. um, For Corona and stupid. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a double plague. Jay, yeah. Imagine when Corona, stupid, and the flu hit at the same time. Oh, my God. Let's do something better. On a, on a more positive note, shout out to our missing techies, uh, our resident Miles Morales, Roberto, who's running errands while we were doing this podcast, and our resident real estate guru diva, Tiffany Vicks. We haven't heard from her in a minute because that means she's getting her cash and she's probably building her empire. But <laughs> shout out to her anyway because she's always going to be an honorary, honorary member of the techies. 
And um, Dave, I'll let you close, man. Hey, man, man. Uh, on that note, hell, Wakanda. <laughs> Wakanda forever. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Hey, Tiffany, if you're listening to this, go ahead, go ahead, um, and and build that empire. Just, just know, you know, when I'm ready to buy. You know, I was kidding. <laughs> but uh, I needed that. Uh, if you got an empire, I needed that coffee. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm not one of them ones that say I need a hookup, but I needed that coffee. If you got an empire, you can throw it to me at coffee. I ain't asking for a hookup. Just don't get nothing extra. Yeah. We need sponsors, Tiff. We need sponsors. <laughs>